Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. Summer is wrapping up fall is upon us. Not that I would notice because I live in a city now where it's perpetually summer, just like hot or less hot or super hot. It has been pretty breezy though over the weekend, which has been great. Um, Still scorching during the day sometimes, but fall is my favorite season and I will soak up the fall vibes from afar. If anything, there's even something that happens in the air here sometimes where you can just feel it and it does get a little bit cooler, especially at nighttime, even though for the most part, there are warm nights. I also wanted to, again, thank everybody for checking in on me about my dad. I will continue to sort of share my updates about grief and sort of talk about my own process and what I'm going through. It's been about two weeks now since my dad passed away. So it's still obviously really, really early. It was really, really nice having my sister and my brother-in-law here uh, for, you know, two and a half weeks uh, surrounding everything that happened. And right now we're just adjusting to our new normal and what life is going to be like going forward. And I had a thought today that was, you know, I... My dad was one of my biggest comforts, if not the person who comforted me the most whenever I felt worried or sad or I had that type of relationship with him where I could go to him for those things. And today I had a moment where I was like, oh, he can't comfort me, obviously. But again, I felt something happen inside of me that was like, but you can comfort yourself now. Like you're equipped inside to give yourself all of the things that you need. So I'm already having a lot of insights around this and I want to continue to share them because we will all go through this at some point, like I said. And uh, I just, again, can't wait to continue sharing those with you. And obviously I am open to whatever the process brings. Something else that has been helping me is to just expend my energy. So I've been running more and I shared on Instagram this weekend about how I've been doing, how I've been running because I feel like I need to wring myself out like a wet towel out of all of my feelings and all of my energy. And on the days that I do cardio, that is what it feels like. And it is immensely helpful. Sometimes we can't think ourselves into feeling better. We can't logic ourselves or you know, sit there and try to excavate our feelings 
we have to do something. And sometimes there are no words involved in, in that process. And I think that that's been one of the biggest insights of my life as somebody who likes to control. <laughs> but not thinking is sometimes helpful. And for me, sweating and getting everything out in that way is, is essential. And I am actually training for a race right now. So I will keep you posted on that as well. I wanted to do this episode today about counting calories because it's a question I get all the time. And I don't think I have done an episode just about this before. So we're going to dive in today. It's going to be really simple. I'm going to give you three methods that you can use to calculate your calories. The reason why I'm talking about calories is because and why calories are important. And many of you know that when I first started my business, like I never wanted to talk about calories. The thing is, though, that weight changes happen through calorie management and calorie manipulation. So if you don't have a specific goal, then you don't need to worry about them. But if you do, they're important and they're essential. I always say that the three sort of principles of nutrition that I share are number one, calories create weight changes, protein determines body composition, and food quality determines how you feel. Those three guidelines will get you 95% of where you need to be to get to your goals. Protein determines that the weight that we do lose is fat, and that process gets expedited even further if we resistance train as, you know, in conjunction to this, because then we even more so maintain, obviously that will happen with protein intake, but we will build muscle, build a better metabolism, and get to our goals. So there are a lot of calorie calculators out there, things that you can look at in order to discover your intake. Now, there's going to be three different scenarios for you finding that intake and making sure that you go down a specific path depending on your goals. So there's three paths that we can go down with calorie management. And that is maintaining your weight. So again, staying the same. This is called your total daily energy expenditure. These are the total calories that you burn throughout the day. It takes in your activity in there. Activity is important because your activity is how much you burn. And if you are doing three hours of exercise in a day, as you know, if you compare yourself to as a person who does three hours of exercise to somebody who has the same height, weight, muscle mass as you and age to somebody who does no activity, your calorie intake is going to be significantly different. So that is maintenance. So that is the calorie intake that you would need to maintain your weight or your TDEE. Next is going to be a calorie deficit, which means that you are eating less than you burn, which is going to create a discrepancy there, meaning that you will burn your body fat as a result uh, again, if you're eating protein, as a result of that discrepancy. So for a calorie deficit, you're eating less than you burn. That is the only way to lose weight. And lastly, we have a surplus or a bulk, which is when you eat more than your maintenance calories and you gain weight. Those are the three scenarios that you would go down. And if you have a specific goal, if you have a weight loss goal, then it would really behoove you to find out what your calories are. Now, I know I might get the question, I know I do get the question sometimes, but can I lose weight without counting calories? 
of course, but it's not going to be as accurate. It's not going to be as efficient and it's going to take you longer. So for example, I had a client one time who was eating very mindlessly at a surplus and just by creating structure within her meals, I call this my habit-based template or my habit-based plate. I will do, perhaps I'll do a whole episode about that. Just adding structure to her life created a calorie deficit as a result. So even though she wasn't looking at calories, she still got the results by eating fewer calories and putting herself in a calorie deficit. That can happen with many people. But if you're somebody who's tried everything and you have a sensitive body and you losing weight or not is often might be dependent upon a 200 calorie difference, I hate to say it, then you might need that level of precision and accuracy. Now, how do we find this out? By testing and seeing what happens. See what happens if you do the habit-based place habit-based plate technique. If you're not losing weight, then perhaps it would behoove you again to track your calories and see where you are. Now, if you wanted to, again, get a little bit more accuracy around this, these are the three things that I would suggest. And before I get into that, I wanted to mention that all we can do when we are calculating calories as somebody who does this literally for 95% of my clients calculating initial macros, calculating calorie levels, protein levels. That is something that I do for almost every single client. All we can do at the beginning is make our best educated guess with the information that we have. We don't know yet if that is going to be the magic number. So I want you to take that into account now if you're thinking about counting your calories and thinking like, oh, this is going to give me the magic number. The magic number is going to be something that you implement consistently and then observe what happens with your body. That is the magic. And I know that that's not the sexiest thing to hear, but that is how it happens. So if I calculate somebody's macro numbers, we're waiting a week or two before we know with certainty that those are the right numbers because a calculate your body is so much more complex than a calculator. You might have differences in sleep or stress or inflammation or whatever it is, and that might have an impact on the calories that you burn. Perhaps you have a faster or slower metabolism than the calculator knows. The only way that we are going to know that your calorie level is appropriate for you is by implementing it and then observing and adjusting. So we need to really solidify that as part of our knowledge. And I think that that's really empowering because then we won't get as caught up in obsessing over the calorie level and like, what's the right number? I need to calculate it a million times. What you need to do is you need to implement something and observe what happens. If you implement an intake, let's say you implement consistently an intake of 1800 calories. If you lose weight that week, that's a calorie deficit. If you maintain, that's your maintenance. It's your TDEE. If you gain weight, that's going to be a surplus for you. I would say to try an intake for two weeks, two, three weeks to really get an accurate read. You might be on your cycle. You might be stressed. There's a lot of factors that make could make your weight fluctuate, but this is going to be the most accurate way to do it. And that is what I would suggest as the number one way to calculate your calories is to just without changing anything, track what you're already doing for two weeks, write down your calorie levels every day, 
you would track your food. When I say track your food, it's, it means taking into account every single thing you eat into an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer, and then take an average of those days, and then also weigh yourself maybe every other day. You want at least two to three uh, scale data points to make sure that we have more data, more accuracy there, and observe what happens. If your intake, again, shows you that you, if you have this intake and you gain weight, then that's going to be your surplus. So from there, you would take it down 10% if you want to be in a deficit or if you want to lose weight. And if you want to gain weight, if you want to go into a bulk, you would take it up 10%. So small adjustments. I usually always put people in a 10% deficit from that initial place. So again, that's if you calculate your numbers and you maintain. If you lose weight, then that would be your deficit in which case, if you want to be in a deficit and lose weight, then you just keep going at that particular intake. So that would be the first method is observing, taking an average two to three week, two to three weeks, writing things down in terms of your calorie levels and the data readings from the scale, and then going from there and adjusting as needed. I'm not going to be talking about plateaus today. We'll do that in a separate episode. But that this is the most accurate method because you're getting real-time feedback from your body, which is going to be the most accurate way that we do something. The next method is to go to tdeecalculator.net. Now, I use the Harris-Benedict equation, which I'm not going to be talking about today because tdeecalculator.net gives you a pretty similar uh, data point and a pretty similar calculation from, you know, just typing in your stuff, you need to type in your age, your sex, your height, your weight, and your activity factor. I would put your activity factor if you are pretty active as moderate. If you are slightly active, then go to light. So I don't think anybody needs to go to very active. That's like two-a-day people, athletes, professionals, and stuff like that. But you want to put in your age, your height, your weight, your sex, and your activity factor. Then you're going to get a number that are your maintenance calories. And from there, if you want to maintain, you would implement those calories. If you want to lose, I would take it down 10%, which is taking that number and multiplying it by 0.9. And that would give you a starting point to see if those are your deficit calories at the beginning. Now, the next way, so again, pretty simple, pretty straightforward to go to tdeecalculator.net implement, observe. And we'll talk about protein levels once we get to the end. The last way, if you just want something like super, super quick, is to do a quick multiplier. So you would take your weight. And again, we have three scenarios, deficit or weight loss numbers, maintenance numbers, or bulk or gain numbers. So if you want a quick number, again, you would multiply your weight by 10 to 13, that would give you a deficit ballpark. To maintain, you would multiply by 13 to 15. And to gain, you would do 16 to 20. This is not set in stone. We still want to do what we talked about in the beginning in terms of having an intake and implementing and observing what happens. But I weigh about 124-ish, 122 to 126-ish most days. It would be really low for me to go down to, you know, 
1250 calories. So my deficit then would be around uh, 1600 at the 13 level. So you would take the weight and multiply by 10, 11, 12, or 13 for deficit by 13, 14, 15 for maintenance or by 16 to 20 to gain. If you are very, very overweight and you, this seems like a ton of food, then use a ballpark goal weight. It doesn't have to be exactly and use that as the multiplier. So you would just take your weight or if you are very, very overweight or obese, take your goal weight and then you would multiply by one of these numbers within this range in order to get a ballpark measure of what your numbers would be. Now, if I get my calculator right here, we're doing this in real time, friends. So if I take 125 times 13, that would be 1625 for a deficit for me. If I go all the way up to 20, 125 times 20, that'd be 2,500 calories for a bulk. See, we're already seeing in real time that this is not entirely accurate for, again, my body, which has a pretty fast metabolism because I have put a lot of muscle on my frame over the last two years, especially, but I maintain at about 21, 2200. And that would be 125 times 16. That, according to this calculation, would be is a, is my bulk, right? So this is why these aren't entirely accurate, but it's a good starting point because I just discovered I did not know that this was going <laughs> to happen in real time. But this is just an example because I didn't like calculate my own weight into this right now or prior, right, like right prior to this episode or immediately prior to this episode. So this is why if I followed this, then I would get an inaccurate read because my body is giving me the information and I know that I can maintain at about 2200. This is why you testing intakes on your body is going to be the most accurate way to do stuff. One thing that I want to say is that we also have to take into account what we are currently doing and what we are currently eating. That is why I like number one the best because it takes your real-time intake and what you've already been doing and sort of what's been historically happening with your body and your intake for a while into account. If somebody has been um, really chronically dieting for a long time and they have been eating 1,100 calories and then the TDEE calculator and they're not losing weight and then the TDEE calculator tells them that their maintenance is 2200 and then to start eating 2000 or you know 2150 or whatever it is if we do a 10% decrease you're going to gain a lot of weight that is not an accurate that would not be an accurate read on that so we always in that case I would likely you would need to do a reverse diet I would take you up to probably 1300 test that intake and then monitor and keep adjusting so you also have to take your current intake because if you have a huge jump like that, it's going to be hard for your body to adapt to that intake. Bodies adapt to new intakes. And it's going to be important that you always take what you do into account in order for you to get the numbers that you need. When it comes to protein intake, if you're new to eating protein, try to get to 100 grams per day. If you're at like 60 grams per day, and again, you would track this in my fitness pal and see what your total is for protein. Try to go 10 grams higher 
10 to 20 grams higher per week. So go to 60, then go to 70 to 80, then eventually you go 80 to 90, then you go 90 to 100. Work, remember, we're just, we just learned the window of tolerance. That's sort of a window of tolerance way of adjusting, of adapting, of having your protein intake up. But for me, who weighs, who's at my body weight right now, I usually eat about 110 to 115. I don't love eating a ton of protein. I am probably going to increase it to 120, 125. I'm really trying to put on a lot of muscle right now. So I'm probably going to increase it a little bit. Don't really want to, but my goals require it. So I will keep you posted on all of that. But I would start at 100 grams or I would do the general recommendation, which is going to be 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. So again, protein is important because it's going to determine that the weight that you do lose is fat, which is the tissue that is not advantageous for our bodies. And we maximize muscle, which is the best tissue uh, for immunity, for longevity, for strength, for confidence, for hormones. Muscle is incredible. So I hope that this episode was informative. I hope that you found out some information. Hopefully, if you've been in my ecosystem, you already knew some of this because I have tried to share. I've written emails about this. I've written posts on this, but I wanted to have it on the podcast, you know, so it would be here so you could listen and learn. And again, I will say it a zillion times, all of the, or what I said at the beginning and middle, and even (laughs) I just said it a few minutes ago, remembering that your body is going to give you the biggest data. Your body knows way more than a calculator, although I know that the way that humans and brains work, they want a number. They want something to go off of. They want something to compare to. We're not going to fight our human nature. We will work with it, but we work with it wisely by implementing, observing, and adjusting accordingly. I also want to remind you that my strength training program is coming. I am naming it this week. More information is coming out this week on Instagram about it. And that program will help you build muscle. It will help you maximize your everything that you eat. It'll help you maximize your body. It'll help you get stronger. It'll help you increase your metabolism. And as I always say, the physical parts of strength training are awesome, right? Like you feel good in your clothes. You feel confident. Honestly, I weight train so that one of the reasons, because when I go out at night, I feel awesome and I feel confident and I feel sexy. And I want everybody to have that feeling. And even though that's amazing, the thing that's most important is that feeling of capability and confidence and internal strength that you feel that helps you get through life. That is unmatched. It is such a beautiful thing to go on a strength journey in your own body and to have a tangible way to see that you are growing so that you can bring that into everything else that you do. It really helps you create strength in every single aspect of your life. And I promise you that you will surprise yourself. And this program that I am releasing will give you results in the sense that you'll build muscle, you'll feel strong, you will get, it's not going to be like random workouts or anything. This is tailored exactly to helping you get strong and helping you put muscle tissue on your frame through progressive overload in a fun way. It's not just going to be like bodybuilding style, which I talk about all the time that I don't like. I feel like I have to whisper that sometimes, but uh, stay tuned for all of that. The link to get on the waitlist is in the show notes of this episode. 
But thank you for tuning in today. Keep me posted if you have any other questions like this. I will probably do episodes on reverse dieting, on maintenance, about my habit-based plate template, and more nutrition information uh, that's really tangible and concrete to pair with the other sort of intangible episodes that we do. So I hope you all have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, sending you so much love. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.